Deaf? Can he speak? He can talk when he likes. He became deaf from ringing the bells. A paper crown and a poor robe were placed on him, and he was carried on the shoulders of twelve men. There was a look of hateful pride on his face as he saw beneath him the heads of those straight, well-shaped men. The parade moved off through the streets. Gringoire felt a hope of finishing his play. Good. We shall get rid of those troublemakers. Unluckily, the crowd rushed after them. In a moment, the great hall was nearly empty. Well, their number is small, but they are a good audience. All at once, a shout came from a young man in a window. Last Esmeralda is in the square. Those who were left in the hall ran to the windows. These Parisians come to hear our play and will not listen to it. And what do they mean by this Laesmeralda? It was dark and cold when Gringoire left the palace, and he had no place to go. He owed six months' rent on his room. He had hoped to pay up with the money from the play, but the play had been a failure. Very well. He would join the fools at their festival, warm at their fire, perhaps share their feast. In the Place de Greve, a large crowd was gathered around the fire. Between the crowd and the fire, a young woman was dancing. She is an angel, a fairy. Then she turned to a little white goat. Come, Jolly, it is your turn. What month is it? With his little hoof, the goat struck the tambourine once for the month. Then he told the day and the hour. Seven times, and the clock strikes seven. One face in the crowd stared at the dancer harder than any other. A bald man with deep-set eyes. Now he spoke. There is witchcraft at the bottom of this. The girl shuddered and turned away. Applause drowned the gloomy words as she began to collect money. The devil! My pocket's empty. Now the parade, having gone through the main streets and picked up all the beggars and thieves in Paris, entered the place. Quasimodo was happy. No matter that he was not a real pope. And his people were thieves and murderers. This was the first time people had ever clapped for him. Suddenly, the bald-headed man rushed toward Quasimodo. Is Don Frollo, the Archdeacon of Notre Dame? He snatched the golden staff from Quasimodo's hands. The hunchback leaped down. The crowd feared he would tear the monk to pieces. Instead. Quasimodo dropped to his knees and remained so as the priest removed the robe and crown and broke the staff. Then the priest made a sign to Quasimodo, and they went together silently down a dark, narrow street. It is a wonderful sight, but where shall I find a supper? Gringoire decided to follow the gypsy girl. Why not? She must live somewhere. And gypsies are supposed to be very friendly people. The streets became darker and more empty. He heard a scream. Turning a corner, he saw her struggling with two men. Shouting for a guard, Gringoire ran forward. One of the men turned upon him. It is Quasimodo. Quasimodo struck him once and knocked him down. Then the hunchback picked up the girl and carried her off. His friend followed. Murder! Murder! 
Suddenly, a soldier on horseback came dashing out of the next street, his sword in hand. Stop! Let her go! He snatched the girl from Quasimodo. Other soldiers held the hunchback, whose friend ran away. The gypsy turned and looked at the officer. What is your name, sir? Captain Phoebus de Chateaupère. At your service, my dear. She thanked the officer, slid to the ground, and ran off. Gringoire, hurt by his fall, finally came to his senses. Devil take that hunchback monster. I am freezing and lost in these crooked streets. He saw a reddish light down a long, narrow lane. A fire. God be thanked. But soon, in the muddy lane, he found himself with strange people. Cripples and a blind man. They came to an open square. One cripple threw down his crutches. The other rose from his cart. The blind man.